and welcome to the International Committee for Robot Arms Control podcast series. This is your host, Professor Noel Sharkey, chairman of ICRAC, as we like to call it. And over the next few episodes, I'll be bringing you interviews from the Convention on Certain Conventional Weapons, or CCW, at the United Nations in Geneva. This year, from April 13th to 17th, the CCW convened their second informal meeting of experts to discuss the issue of lethal autonomous weapons systems, which gives us the rather appropriate acronym LAWS. We have interviews from Human Rights Watch, Nobel Peace Prize winner Jody Williams, the head of the US delegation to the United Nations, Amnesty International, the CTO of a robotics company, a law professor, an artificial intelligence professor, and of course members from our own organization, ICRAC. But first, I'd like to tell you a little bit about the CCW itself. Now, the CCW has the longest name for a convention that I have ever heard. And I mean that really long. It's called the Convention on Prohibitions or Restrictions on the Use of Certain Conventional Weapons which may be deemed to be excessively injurious or have indiscriminate effects as amended on 21st of December 2001. (sighs) It's no wonder that it's referred to as the CCW and sometimes the Inhumane Weapons Convention. The purpose of the convention is to ban or restrict the use of specific types of weapons that are considered to cause unnecessary or unjustifiable suffering to combatants or to affect civilians indiscriminately. The CCW came into force in 1983 with 50 state signatories. It now has 120 states and currently has five protocols that ban non-detectable fragments, mines, booby traps and other devices, incendiary weapons, blinding laser weapons and the explosive remnants of war. The CCW has the reputation for being a very, very slow-moving organisation. I've heard experienced campaigners calling it a graveyard for good ideas. Nonetheless, the campaign to stop killer robots is pushing for a sixth protocol, an internationally legally binding instrument that prohibits the use, development and production of fully autonomous weapon systems. These are weapons that can operate on their own without any meaningful human control. Or to paraphrase the US Department of Defense Directive 3000.9, these are weapons that once activated can select and engage targets without further human intervention. In other words, the decision to kill or to apply lethal force is delegated to a machine. Now a quick word about the selection process for our first interview. So I felt it was really important to not just have conversations and interviews with the NGOs who are against the weapons, but to give the delegations from the various state parties the chance to have their voice. But, you know, I patrolled the halls of the UN Geneva. I asked so many of them and they all said the same thing. No, or, oh, we can't really do that without special permission. I don't know how to get that. So nobody would do it. And then I ran into Mike Meyer, 
Now, Mike Myers is an attorney with the U.S. State Department, and more importantly, he's head of the United States delegation to the CCW. Now, I've known Mike for a little while in these negotiations, and we disagree a lot about the weapons, but he's a, you know, as human beings, we get on very well together. We have a drink and a bit of a laugh. And I said to him, Mike, I know you're going to say no to this because everybody else has effectively, but would you answer some questions for me in a podcast for the campaign website? And he said, well, I'm not necessarily going to say no, but we'll have to clear it with the State Department. So I spoke to the lady from the State Department. He sent her to me and I submitted my questions and they sent them off and got them cleared. And lo and behold, they said yes, which was quite a surprise given everybody else's response. And I was delighted. So we set a time and I picked Mike up and he had with him the head of public affairs for the CCW, a US delegation. And of course, the first thing that came into my mind, and I had to say it out loud, was, look, I wasn't thinking of having a public affair with Mike. But that went down like a lead balloon. Anyway, we went off to a side room and had an interview, and this is the result. Mike, we really appreciate you coming along and answering some questions for us. And I would really like to ask you to begin with, why do you think this is important for the US at the CCW? Thank you, Noel, and I appreciate you giving us the opportunity to talk about laws in CCW. The United States has been very supportive of this issue in CCW. We believe it's an important topic for our forum and relevant for what we're doing today. The CCW, in our view, is a humanitarian international law forum, which we believe is the right framework to discuss laws. Uh, in our view, the strength of CCW has always been it brings together the policy, technical, and legal uh, experts together to, to have the discussion. Um, and in this multidisciplinary approach is the best way to talk about weapons and their use. And more importantly, it brings together, again, in this instance, roboticists and civil society. Uh, one of the things we're very proud about in CCW is the interaction we've had with civil society. And how do you think it's been going so far? We've been very pleased with the, the work so far. As we've pointed out, we're, you know, we're into set our second week. We've, we're nine days into this. Uh, but we believe the discussions underscore the importance of this issue. We are really pleased to see there's been greater participation among other delegations and it's helped deepen our understanding of the issues associated with laws. And could you tell us just a little bit about the current policy, U.S. policy and laws? Sure. The current U.S. policy for laws is reflected in the Department of Defense Directive 3000.09. As we said in our opening statement, the directive provides an approval process uh, above and beyond what is normally required in our acquisition system for autonomous and semi-autonomous weapons. The directive, again, it's important to understand, does not establish a position on the future development of laws. It neither encourages it nor prohibits it. And again, it's important to know this is an acquisition directive. So it, it, you need to understand what the policy does and doesn't do. But we recognize the issues surrounding laws have important implications, so we do have this higher level review process before beginning development. Uh, well, you gave a statement yesterday uh, to the CCW, and um, would you like to say a little bit about that? Um, sure. I think our statement um, has been consistent with what we've said during the week. 
uh, as we pointed out, we believe CCW is the appropriate form for this discussion. It's a complex subject, I think, as everyone agrees, and it requires the in-depth discussion that we've had this week, and we would like those discussions to continue. We believe our current policy, which includes a robust weapons review process, provides a useful framework for continuing our discussion and considering the developments related to laws. Well, I know this is very early days, but where do you think this is going or where do you think it should go? And that's a great question, Noel. And, and for us, uh, we've been very clear at this stage, we think it's premature to really judge where this process is going or it should go. Um, it's clear from the discussions that we've had these two weeks that there are many divergent views in many areas and even some of the delegations, uh, when they use the same term, it's not clear that they're talking about the same thing. So it's important to keep in mind, as I said, it's our ninth day. Um, so more discussion will increase awareness, deepen our understanding, and we want to ensure as we move forward that everyone has a common understanding of what we talk about. That said, what we proposed yesterday, this morning as well, is we think a useful interim step in our discussion would be to focus on the weapons review piece. We're neither encouraging states to develop laws, but we want to set out a process in the weapons review case that if you're going to consider these types of weapons, you need to do a comprehensive weapons review. And that discusses the legal, the technical, the policy, uh, operational requirements. Uh, many states don't have a robust weapons review process, and we believe if we can work in CCW and create a guideline that states can use, it's, it would be beneficial to those states and all states so we have consistency in how nations are conducting weapons reviews. It always remains a national process, but I think it would be helpful to, to provide guidelines to other states that don't have a, a broad review process. And just to clarify for the listeners, when Mike said it's the ninth day, that's because last year we had a four-day meeting and we're in the fourth day of a five-day meeting this year. Correct. Sorry. And is there anything else you'd like to add to your statement? Um, first, I just want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to discuss the United States position with respect to laws. I also want to tell you how much we appreciate the valuable contribution that civil society brings to laws. You and I often joke that we may not agree, or we don't often agree on our positions, but I want to tell you that I appreciate that we hear from you and you hear from us, and the, the input from civil society, I think, deepens our discussion, and, and we're, we're glad they're here in CCW. I agree with you entirely. Thank you very much Thank for you, agreeing Thanks for having me. Well, there you have it. You've heard it here first, and you'll find a link to the statement by the US on our website. There was some very useful information in that interview. It certainly clarified that DOD Directive 3000.9 does not establish a position on the future development of lethal autonomous weapon systems. It neither encourages the development nor prohibits it. It was clear that this is only an acquisition directive. Now, we also heard about where the United States would like the discussion about laws to go next. They talked about having a common language, and that's got to be a good thing. But the other point was that, as an interim step, the focus would be on the weapons review process. Now, in our next podcast, you're going to hear quite a different picture about where the process should go next from Stephen Goose, who's the Arms Director for Human Rights Watch. So until then, goodbye for now. I'll be speaking to you soon again, and I hope you'll be listening.